Hello guys, gals, and all my non-binary pals. Welcome to Prime Time with Alex Stein. And you know what? My mind has been very dysphoric lately. I've really had a strong urge lately to go to my local doctor and ask him to remove my penis and install a brand new vagina with low miles and a three-year factory warranty for any issues that may arise from the conversion. I think, with all the incredible technology advances being made in the area of gender reassignment, that it is finally time to cut it off Start a new life without the constraints of my huge balls dragging me down in society. I want to have personal freedom from my Johnson & Johnson and finally be able to ride a bicycle again or be involved in a lesbian pottery class without the judgment of my peers. The future of our society will be much better if we start removing as many physical wieners from the world as possible. The long-standing dongs have been the gates of breaking the glass ceiling for the trans and female community for way too long. The future is and always will be female. And our transition will be complete once we have collected the genitals of every single man and boy here on Earth. Babies can be made in test tubes. The only thing we need is a little semen which we've been collecting for decades. We have no further use for men now that we have hoarded their seed, ensuring their mass extinction in the near future. Guess what, MAGA country? The time has come to trust the transplant because extinction is your only option now. Also, have you seen what's happening at McDonald's? They brought back the Shamrock Shake for the Irish holiday. I love when they do this, because this is a little secret. The green dye in the Shamrock Shake can be broken down and filtered into a drug called Sri Lanka Shrek Juice. That's right, this gives you a super amount of energy while simultaneously making you feel like you are on the 93rd floor of the World Trade Center on September 11th, 2001. It's absolutely insane. And I really don't recommend smoking or snorting any Sri Lankan Shrek Juice, but go ahead, you know, be free. All right, my non-binary bros and hoes out there, we have an incredible show for you this evening. We start with one of my personal heroes and a huge inspiration to everyone struggling to stay positive through life's very challenging times. The one, the only Corey Borner to talk about what it's like to overcome the tragic accident he faced as a Duncanville High School football player that paralyzed him. And his positive attitude is a light that deserves to be felt by everyone. Then we welcome on author and attorney Gordon Chang to give us the inside baseball on the corruption within the Chinese government and the likelihood of World War III with Russia and China. Then things are about to get really weird when Melissa Lively comes on the show to tell us about what it's like to flip off Dr. Fauci. So get your popcorn, fruit roll-ups, and Mountain Dew ready because we're about to get down like a Friday night in 1999. Let's start the show. My grind so refined, I got no time for no games. Ask yourself why would I make time for you lames? At all costs, cause I'm a boss. I'ma break them off, yeah, gotta break them off. Welcome to Primetime with Alex, and I gotta start off by saying I'm so sorry to our guest, Corey Borner. Let me tell you something, this man played football at DeSoto, not Duncanville, he's not one of these Duncanville guys. Corey is a legend, if you don't know about Corey, for the people playing at home, Corey is, first of all, the fact is, now he's a huge time celebrity, he's hanging out with, you know, Bob Stoops, you name it, T.I., he's like I said, forget about his celebrity status, but this is a young man that was paralyzed playing the game that he loved, football. And yet, he has every excuse in the world to be a victim. And why I love Corey is he chooses not to be a victim. So, Corey, you know, I, I'm so lucky and honored to have you here today. But what motivates you to keep going when everybody else is very unmotivated? Everybody else is sad. Everybody else wants to find an excuse of why they can't. And you always say, find a way, right here on the, on the wristband, find a way. How do you always find a way, Corey? Well, what motivates me is seeing others that's in my situation but worse because you gotta see what they going through. Somebody could've been born this way, somebody might have been this way for a long time to me, so why should I be giving up if they not? And I really think it's beautiful, Corey, and, and tell them, you actually was able to graduate from college and you were able to walk on the stage with about a $2 million exoskeleton, <laughs> is that true? So tell them, uh, tell them about that. They said you wouldn't walk again, and tell them what you did. Well, it's a blessing to have that moment. Uh, my Dr. Hamilton brought the, the ESCO to my attention. I never walked in it, and it wasn't promised I was going to be able to get in it. So um, they made it possible, and I got in it and started walking in therapy. And my teachers and things asked at the school, would it be possible for me to walk across the stage in it? 
and grace by God, it, it made it possible. Wow, look, there's your Zeke right there. I'm just telling you, we got a long show. We got a lot to talk about, but that's why I brought you on the show because I want you to spread that positive message because like I said, everybody wants to find an excuse why I can't. Oh, I can't do this. I can't. But Corey says, you got to find a way. You got to find a way. And let me tell you something, Corey, I find a way every day. This is a perfect yes. example. I was actually, just listen, you'll like this video. I actually uh, was recently kicked out this morning of a city council meeting in New York City because they didn't like what I was saying. They're trying to limit uh, free speech because they didn't want me to uh, use this clip on my show. So JVT, play the clip and then listen what they have to say at the end of it. In this chambers, we're not making a mockery, so you can use this for your television show. We don't do that, just to be clear. Okay. To make New York City a choice for uh, restaurants and small businesses alike. Thank you so much. Thank you. We'll now turn to Alex. Alex, you can begin when the sergeant calls time. Thank you guys so much for having me. And I just want to start off by saying I apologize to uh, Councilwoman Brewer. I said some unkind things. And I think she's a beautiful person inside now, and I'd like to make it up to her if I could ever buy her dinner, or, you know, do something that's obviously, you know, not illegal or anything. But hey, I want to talk about the street vendors for a second. Listen, I actually give loans to a lot of these vendors. And this is the problem. The vendors have the right to work, but they also need to be protected. They have the right to be safe. And the problem is, is we need like some sort of defense force because Julio, one of my best hot dog guys, got stabbed by a fentanyl addict 17 times. Luckily, uh, Julio's Venezuelan. He was an incredible soccer player. He has cardiovascular strength. Um, he dated my wife for a little bit. He's an incredibly strong man. And he's able to live, but he could have been a casualty. He could have been a casualty in this horrible, corrupt uh, system that we have of police officers that don't want to do their job. And listen, I know the NYPD forces stretched thin. I understand they've had a record number uh, level of myocarditis after the inoculation. Listen, they still need to be there for us. We still need them for us. And I know their hearts are enlarged, but at this time and age where these vendors need to be protected, they deserve the same rights as everybody, you know, in this community. So this is why I stand here and I ask you, as every council member, we had to create some sort of fentanyl zombie defense force where if we see somebody spurging okay, out. Okay, I'm going to cut this Narcan, off. This is a serious hearing. It's not a mockery so that you can no, do this. this. Sergeant, no, this please mute. These Thank vendors you. Are getting, these vendors are getting cut down. So don't cut me off because I will sue you guys. Yeah, we don't do that in this chambers. We're not making a mockery, so you can use this for your television show. We don't do that, just to be clear. Okay, this is a serious hearing with serious questions. Well, don't you love that? They know about primetime with Alex and Corey. Can you believe they were mad that at the end they said, oh, you can't use this for your TV show. What do you think about that? You spoke your mind. You spoke what you needed to say, and they shouldn't have kicked you off. That's what I'm saying, Corey. You would be a better politician than all these other people. And have you thought about that? Because I honestly believe you would be a good politician. Have you ever thought about running for something, Corey? A lot of people said that. Like third person said that, Corey yeah. should run for mayor too. Hey, That's know. what I'm saying. You should be some, or at least council member. I mean, you don't have to start off with mayor because that is a big job. You know, yeah. that'd be a lot of hard work. Not saying you couldn't do it. I'm just saying, you know, we can get you on a school board. We can get you as a council member. And if somebody didn't vote for Corey, I, listen, that is racism. That is prejudice. If you don't vote for Corey Borner, you are a bad person. This man is a legend. This man stays positive. He is the salt of the earth. And I'm just lucky enough to call you a friend, Corey. It's just such an honor. And we got a great show for this evening. But you know who's really going to have a good show is the city council. When you guys get that letter from my attorney, John Gross, uh, this evening, and he's a very nice Jewish man, my attorney. He's actually celebrating Purim. So you're lucky that he's celebrating this Jewish holiday or else he would have already filed it today. So be on the lookout, NYC City Council. You're not going to be able to play with primetime 99 outside. I deserve my constitutional right of freedom of speech. And if you try to limit that, that's not going to fly, Jack. I'm not okay with that. I'm primetime 99. Give me my three minutes and you shut your mouth while I open mine. So that's how we do it, Corey. I got yeah. one speed, full speed. I'm a pimp on a blimp. This is the blimp, yeah. Corey. This is the blimp they're talking about. How, how do you how do you like the blimp? I love the blimp. I'm floating now. We're right outside of we're out, we're outside of Dealey Plaza right now in the middle of downtown Dallas. So it is beautiful. But what we always have to do on the show, Corey, because you know this blimp is not free. Right. We got to freaking pay the bills a little bit. So mm -hmm. uh, right now, we guys. You must start taking care of your liver now more than ever. Why? Because the latest data from the American Heart Association indicates that adults with fatty liver were 3.5 times more likely to have heart failure than those without. The American Liver Foundation says that 100 million Americans have fatty liver, which means many people are at risk. We throw everything in our livers, cholesterol, alcohol, toxins, Tylenol, statins, cigarettes. That's why so many of us have a sluggish fatty liver that makes us gain 
weight and lose energy. For decades now, your liver, your liver helped you with over 500 key functions every single day. It's time you help your liver. There is a solution. Liver Health Formula, an all-natural supplement which contains 12 clinically proven botanicals that help recharge and protect your liver. Manufactured right here in the U.S. of A. and approved by American doctors. So if you're looking to ignite your fat-burning metabolism, boost your energy, transform how you feel and look, try Liver Health Formula and receive five free gifts when you order today. First, you'll receive a free bottle of blood sugar formula to reduce those sugar cravings. You're also getting four free eBooks to support every aspect of your health. Try Liver Health Formula by going to GetLiverHelp.com slash Alex and claim your five free bonus gifts today. That's GetLiverHelp.com slash Alex, all right? So, guys, I know it. I say this every show. Everybody's watching the show, Corey. They're probably drunk as a skunk. They're probably smoking on the... You know they're smoking the weed. Why is everybody smoking weed these days? Everybody's high as a kite on weed, Corey. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're smoking now. My producer's smoking weed in the back. Jimmy, is that you smoking back there? Do not smoke during the show. Glenn does not like it when the sets smell like cigarettes or marijuana. Sorry. Yes, please put it out. Oh my gosh, what is this? My best. This is not a Snoop Dogg concert. This is a TV show. I'm trying. I have a very great guest on the show, Jimmy. I don't want to have to fire you mid-show for lighting up like you're at a freaking widespread panic or a uh, fish uh, jam band concert. All right, is, is, do you understand? <laughs> I, got, me? I got it from the guest. So I was just trying to be. Corey, did you give him that weed? No, I, I didn't do it. No, I Corey did it. not do that. Corey is a man of the Lord. He would never smoke the devil's Dude, lettuce. Dude, that wheelchair can pack a lot of heat. That's yes, if saying. we did. We could use him to smuggle stuff. Have you ever thought about that? You could be a drug smuggler in the border with a chair. Roll it on in. That's what I'm saying. They're all rolling it in. And, and honestly, listen, listen, Jimmy, I, I really respect you and I love you, but I wish you had half the courage as Corey. Are you getting motivated? That's really why I brought you on, Corey. Thank I didn't you. want to tell him this. Like, I definitely want the audience to get motivated. But listen, my producer, he graduated from Princeton. Uh -huh. He thinks he's so smart. He walks in. Oh, I have a college Ivy League degree, this and that. But I'm telling you, the guy can barely tie his shoes half the time. Oh, man. And that's what I'm saying. So I want him to get motivated because there's people like you that have every excuse to say, I quit. I quit. I'm done trying. That's him. He's on Easy Street. He thinks, oh, I'm primetime Alex Science producer. I can just, you know, you know, uh, uh, kind of tail his content. Now I'm going to go viral. No, Jimmy, I want you to learn from freaking Corey that you got to have the right mindset and you got to find a way. So do you understand that, Jimmy? Yeah, Corey. Yeah, just help me go viral. Can I... Uh can you just tag me in your videos from now on, Corey? <laughs> yes, I will. Yeah. I will. Corey, right, Corey will tag you now, and then you can get famous. Okay, is the guest ready, Mr. JVT? Yes, he's ready. All right, let's bring on our next guest, Gordon Chang. He's an author and expert on U.S.-China international relations. His book, The Coming Collapse of China and the Great U.S.-China Tech War, discusses how China's economic and political system is unsustainable and how the People's Republic is nothing but a paper dragon. Gordon, thank you for joining the program. How are you doing this evening? I'm fine, Alex, and thank you so much. Okay, so tell me this. You know, they always say right now our biggest threat is Russia. Is that the case, or is our biggest threat China, in your opinion? Russia can't be a threat without China, because Russia couldn't prosecute the war in Ukraine. It couldn't do half the things it's trying without Beijing's support. And by the way, Alex, that's also true of North Korea and Iran. Well, tell me this, though. I mean, when we really look at the, the public relations of China, and this is why I think they're so powerful, I don't believe our country is being run by humans. I believe our country is being run by multinational corporations, whether it's Pfizer, Halliburton. You know, you can name the corporation, whether it's Apple. So I just find it very funny how we in China, you have the Uyghur Muslims that are basically, you know, enslaved. They're, they're enslaved right now. And anytime an NBA player tries to bring it up, like Enos Cantor, they get shut down. So will that ever get exp exposed to slavery that's happening in China uh, to the mainstream media, in your opinion, Gordon? Yeah, I mean, the mainstream media has covered what's going on in Xinjiang with the Uyghurs and the Kazakhs, and, and they've talked about Tibet but not to the extent that it is necessary. And, I, and part of it is because we do not have politicians in Washington who bring this up. But, you know, the United States is a party to the Genocide Convention of 1948, which requires the U.S. to prevent and punish acts of genocide. And Biden doesn't really seem to care. I mean, he's more interested in talking about climate change with the Chinese. And, you know, he only shot down the spy balloon as a last resort. Um, so... You know, right now, I, I, I'm just really concerned that we don't have a president who is willing to go to the extent necessary 
to defend Americans from a malicious Chinese regime. Well, Gordon, let me let me cut you off and say, what is Hunter Biden's connection with China? Because I believe, you know, from the emails, they said that that's something they serviced some of his vehicles and that he was basically in lockstep with the Chinese government. Can you elaborate on what information you have about that? Yeah, well, Miranda Devine of the New York Post and others have done some great reporting about this. And what we know is that Hunter Biden has received lots of cash in circumstances that suggest influ influence peddling. Um, you know, this is this is one step from corruption. Um, and clearly what Hunter Biden was doing was trading on the name of his dad, his dad when he was vice president and his dad after he left the White House um, and before elect being elected president. And, and we know Hunter has done certain things that look like um, the Justice Department could get him um, convicted, dead to rights, but we don't see any prosecutions yet. And we have to be extremely concerned that justice is not being done in this case. So tell me this, though, you know, and I don't want to come off. They'll say, oh, you're a xenophobe. But I believe that China is poisoning American citizens with the fentanyl that's being rushed through our southern border. So tell us, elaborate on the fentanyl crisis. hundred percent. The Chinese fentanyl gangs are large. They're well organized. They're international in scope. And China's Communist Party runs a total surveillance state. So the party knows exactly what's going on, Alex. And it's even worse than that because Chinese diplomats actually support the fentanyl gangs. And we see the fentanyl gangs laundering their proceeds through the Chinese state banking system. So when we talk about Americans dying from doses of illegal Chinese fentanyl, each one of those is a murder. And I think that when we have the statistics for last year, that'll be over 80,000 Americans have been murdered by the Communist Party. Well, I think 80,000 is on the low end, but I believe that that is in the range. But tell me this, I think, and, and I could be wrong, you're the expert. Isn't it true that it's legal to actually make fentanyl as long as they add some sort of extra molecule? Like, I, I believe that they have some sort of weird laws there where they're allowed to produce it as long as it is a different molecular structure as the actual quote-unquote fentanyl. Is that the case? Are you aware of that? Yeah, well, fentanyl um, has the compounds change, and they change them for a number of reasons. Basically, um, when they were sending it directly into the U.S., through the U.S. mail, for instance, um, they were changing the compounds in order to evade U.S. rules uh, and laws. Uh, but now they don't do that. What they do is they smuggle it in either through the cartels, two cartels in Mexico, through the southern border, and also through Vancouver. Um, so um, right now, they don't have to change the compound to evade uh, the U.S. mail rules. Wow. And so tell me this. So are the Mexican cartels and the Chinese cartels just working in business together like Apple and America, basically? I mean, is it the same sort of business relationship? Yes. Um, they've got well-established connections um, between the Chinese fentanyl gangs and those two cartels in Mexico. Um, and, and, and that's why we have such a fentanyl problem, um, because they have those relationships. The Mexican government doesn't do anything about it. Our government, you know, when Biden talks about fentanyl, he'll talk about the cartels, he'll talk about drug abuse in the U.S., but he won't say those that one word with five letters, China. Mm -hmm. When we talk about fentanyl, we got to say China, China, China. Wow. Well, I mean, that's pretty strong. Like I said, and I have nothing against the people of China, and I actually believe, you know, the immigration that comes to America, most Chinese people are affluent. You know, I don't think they commit a lot of crime. I think they're actually good in society. But is China the country? Like, I mean, obviously, I like the Chinese people, but the Chinese government, the Chinese country, is that a good organization, in your opinion? No, it is the most dangerous organization on Earth. It, it, it has it pushes this notion that it's the world's only sovereign state. It pushes the notion that the moon and Mars are sovereign Chinese territory. They steal about a half a trillion trillion dollars of U.S. intellectual property each year. They killed 1,121,000 Americans with COVID-19. That's also murders, Alex. Yeah. And then we got fentanyl. Um, you know, you name it. The list goes on and on of what they're doing. And we're going to lose our country if we don't start protecting ourselves. And right now we've got a White House that for various reasons doesn't see the threat. Well, before we get into your book, I talk about this a lot. I talk about the new world order. I talk about the globalization of America. And I, I would say that is China interested in globalization? Are they interested in the new world order? Or is China fighting against the new world order, in your opinion? Um, 
they love the new world order um, because, you know, they've got uh, Klaus Schwab um, mm-hmm. under some magic spell. Um, you know, Beijing has been the biggest um, beneficiary of globalization. Um, now, they want globalization on their own terms, um, and that gets a little bit complicated. But yeah, they're all in on world government because they think they can control it, like they control, for instance, the World Health Organization and a lot of those other um, UN or organizations and bodies. Well, I didn't realize China owned the moon, so that's that's a good one. So tell us, you know, uh, uh, real quick, actually, before, the last question before we get talking about your book. Uh, real quick, can you give us the Cliff Notes version of what, why does America need to get into the conflict with Taiwan and China? For more than a century, we have defined our Western defense perimeter off the coast of East Asia, and Taiwan's in the center of it. Um, If we lose Taiwan, we're going to lose all our friends in Asia. It has become the test of American credibility. So it's not just an Asia issue. It's a Europe one. China is attacking democracy across the board. We can't allow them to absorb any democracy. And they make our chips. Um, But, you know, right now, we cannot lose any more countries to China. So we've got to make a stand. You know, we'll defend Taiwan or we're going to see the Chinese Navy off of California. So, you know, take your pick. Where do you want to defend the United States? I mean, but can we actually have a war with China? I mean, we're so dependent on them economically. Don't we just shoot ourselves in the foot by doing that? I mean, that's my that's my thinking. I don't know if that's right or not. Sure. I mean, we need China, but China needs us a lot more. What do they need and us for? We don't. So sorry to cut you off. What do they need us for? Because they don't like our culture, do they? What, what do they need from America, in your opinion? They need um, access to our markets. Mm-hmm. They need investments from Wall Street. They need technology. Where do you think they develop the uh, um, capabilities to manipulate coronaviruses to make them more dangerous <laughs> to humanity? Yeah. Well, well you know. There was a guy who once worked for the federal government whose name is Anthony Fauci, who um, is the greatest American in the world. Gordon, you don't love Anthony Fauci. He's so good. You you don't like what he did in the 80s with AZT when he gave all those uh, people with HIV AZT. You don't think that was a good thing as a doctor to do that, Gordon? I I just focus on what Fauci did in um, developing a disease. You remember, Alex? We had a 2014 moratorium on federal funding of gain-of-function research on U.S. oil because it was too dangerous. And, and I, I think that President Obama did a great thing imposing that. So what did Fauci do? Well, he then started to fund Echo Health Alliance, which then funneled the money to the Wuhan Institute of Virology, which is part of China's biological weapons program. And then Fauci lied about this mm-hmm. when the disease broke out. And as we're starting to learn in the revelations of this week about how he manipulated that uh, editorial in Science Magazine and a lot of other things. Yeah, this guy Fauci is, I think, responsible for about 6.8 million deaths in the world, maybe a few more um, at last count. No, and I tend to agree with you. I don't know if the YouTube censors will like that. So we just want to preface this by saying Dr. Fauci is our Lord and Savior. He's the greatest human being to ever exist, and America would not be here today if it wasn't for all the hard work that Anthony Fauci has done. No, uh, forget the sarcasm. Forget uh, all of that. So tell us about your book and uh, tell us what it's about and why people might want to read it. Yeah, I wrote a book in, in 2001, The Coming Collapse of China, in which I predicted within 10 years the Communist Party would fall. So I'm a little bit out of time. But what we're seeing right now is a fragile Chinese regime. Um, They've got plunging property prices, debt defaults among big companies, a contracting economy, worsening food shortages, deteriorating environment, COVID-19 outbreaks. Um, And that is making the Chinese regime really dangerous because they need a foreign enemy. By the way, what are you eating? Well, it's good you ask that. So listen, right now we're making fun of China, but I want to say... Chicken fried rice is one of my favorite meals in the world. So if it wasn't for China and their delicacies and their delicious food, I would be a lot skinnier. So I love China. I love their fried rice. So we want to say something positive. It's a positive show. So China's terrible what they're doing, but they have delicious cuisine. Go ahead. Sorry, Gordon. I tell you, um, it's better with chopsticks. But Okay. Well, I'm an Indian American. You know, I'm so fat. I have to shovel it in my face. Okay, but Gordon. I really, right. re- really respect you for speaking out against a corrupt regime that at any minute could kill you. So are you afraid? Do you feel any threat from China personally? I believe in God. I'm going to do what I'm going to do, and they're going to do what they're going to do. 
What more can I say? Yeah, it's better to not live in fear. Okay, so I know you're an Ivy League guy. You graduated from Cornell. You're a brilliant man. My producer is a guy named JVT. That's his nickname. He actually graduated from Princeton, another fellow Ivy Leaguer. He thinks he's so smart. I think he only got in because he's special needs, but I always ask him for Ivy League guests. He likes to ask you questions because you guys are, you know, in some sort of club that I'll never be in because I graduated from LSU. I'm an idiot. So, JVT, please ask the lovely Gordon Chang a question. Okay, Gordon, I actually, I almost got punk because there's another very famous Gordon Chang around your age who went to Princeton, so I'm glad I figured that out before the show. But I have one serious <laughs> question and one goofy question. So my first serious question, obviously the Ivy League, uh, the affirmative action lawsuits against uh, Asian Americans, uh, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, we have a constitution, has the 14th Amendment, it, it gives everyone equal protection of the laws. An affirmative action on its face is violative of the 14th Amendment. Um, you know, what can I say? Um, I, I believe that, you know, if you want to have, uh, you want to go beyond racism, then you can't apply racist standards for anything, including college admission. I mean, I don't think the Ivy League is such a big deal. Um, but the point is, whether you're talking about the great LSU and, I, and they have the best they have the best college football uniforms. I mean, how can you not love LSU? Uh, Gordon, um, you're winning me over. Yeah, the purple and gold. Uh, come on, LSU fighting tigers. No, I love it. It is great. It's a lot different well, than the Princeton little paper tigers like you like to call China. Well, well and, at least and, you know, the Cornell Joe Big Bro Red. Joe Burrow is, is great. So, you know, how can you not love it? But whatever, whatever the school is, um, there should not be race as a consideration um, for admission. I mean, we are, as a society, should be well beyond that. Last question, Jimmy. Okay, this okay, one I'll better be not I'll stink. Be wow, my hair looks terrible. Don't really... worry about your hair, okay. Jimmy. Worry about losing your job, please. Oh, okay, we have a very esteemed guest on. Give All him right. some respect. <laughs> okay. My freshman year roommate at Princeton was um, a Chinese-American, and something I remember, we were in the same math class, and you probably know this, Princeton has grade deflation, which means only the top 35% can get A's, and he got hundreds on every single test, and I got C pluses because he got all the good grades, and I think that's the reason I have this job now, and I didn't go to law school. So, and he also had a blank keyboard because he said, quote, What are we, what is the question, Jimmy? What are we talking about? Your Chinese-American roommate. What of, a, of a PC way to ask this. Why are y'all so good at math? That's a fair question. Why are Asians so smart? Actually, I do want to know that. Why are Asians predominantly so uh, okay. good at math? Well, here's a secret. It's it's all the smart ones that actually left China. <laughs> so. Okay, so now we got all the good ones. Wow. See, Gordon is the man. We love you, Gordon. Thank you so much. And make sure before you go, tell them where we can find you and tell them where they can find your book. They can find me on Twitter at Gordon G. Chang. And I archive all my articles for free on my website, which is www.gordonchang.com. So Twitter is the best place, at Gordon G. Chang. Well, Gordon, you're a man. You're fighting against a country that I wouldn't even call a paper tiger. I'm scared to death of the Chinese communist government. And, I, and, and you know, I, I don't really want to make them an enemy, but I know you are not afraid. So thank you for not living in fear. Yeah, no, well, you know, we don't want them to be an enemy, but they consider us to be an enemy. So we've got no choice but to defend ourselves. I just, why can't we all get along, Gordon? I just want to get along. All right, well, go follow Gordon on Twitter. Go get his book. Make sure to go support him. Thank you, Gordon. Have a good evening, my friend. Thanks, Alex, and thanks, Jimmy. Talk to you soon. All right, guys, what a great guest, you know, Gordon telling us about the geopolitical relationships with China, and it's never good. What do you think about China, Corey? Well, he gave up a lot of good information that I didn't know. I mean, but are you scared of okay. China? You're not scared of China. Well, I'm, I'm American, so I'm going to stay over here. That's what I'm saying. He's fine, I'm Corey. That's what I say, too, is I'm American. But, but, but Gordon has a good point. The problem is, is that yeah. they can secretly poison us. Do you know anybody that's been affected by fentanyl personally, Corey? No, I haven't. You really not, never have no, seen one, one of my good friends, a guy named Clark Gable, he had taken pain pills, ran out of them, went and bought pills, you know, what he thought were like pharmaceutical-type pain pills from a dealer, right. had fentanyl in it, took it, and never woke up. Passed away? Passed away, dead oh, like wow. that. Yeah, so I'm saying I was personally affected, not trying to be a victim, not trying to make you feel sorry for me, but I'm saying this is a guy that had a drug tolerance. You know, this wasn't his first rodeo, right. and he was just, I mean, literally he took one pill or two pills, wow. whatever he was, and uh, he passed away. So R.I.P. Clark, I think about you all the time. Alex! Yeah. Alex! 
Mom, why can't I talk about my dead friend without you coming on the show? Why well, is it always about you, Mom? Well, I love I you, thought, Mom. You know, I'm your dead mom. That's a yes. dead friend. Corey's probably weird. Corey, you might not know this. I uploaded my mother passed away, and I uploaded her consciousness to a computer. So she's actually in the metaverse right now, and she's able okay. to communicate with us. So what do you think about Corey, Mom? Well, actually, Corey, I have a message for you. I know you're in a wheelchair. You sit a lot. You probably still sit more than Alex and check out his fat behind. Mom! So Alex, will you finally get up and move? Uh, Mom, I'm going to start moving more. I'm going to start exercise. Corey is a, he's a, motivation, he's a motivational factor in my life, Mom. But you fat shaming me, this isn't going to work. I can't keep playing. I didn't order you off Amazon.com to get fat shamed <laughs> live on the Internet, Mom. Can you not just give me a little bit of love and credit like you used to? All right, Corey, you're in charge of fat shaming moving forward. Okay, Mom, get out of here. I'm done talking to you, Mom. Get out of here, Corey. That's so annoying. She comes on here, just blah, blah, blah. And you're really close to your mom. And tell people why that is so important to have family right now, Corey. Well, you only get one mom and one dad. But uh, mom comes first. Uh, Mom's going to tell you what's right. Mom's going to tell you what's wrong, even if sometimes we don't want to hear. But we have to hear because they're right. Now, and that's what I'm saying, guys. You know, we really need to respect all the moms out there. It's not easy raising kids. And, you know, I'm really against abortion. I don't know if you know that, Corey, but that's one of the things that I stand up against. So for all the moms out there, I know it's tough. I know right now, you know, there's probably somebody pregnant here thinking, oh, should I get an abortion? Don't get an abortion. Have the baby. Be a mom. I think that that's what the world needs is more good moms. And that's why Corey's such a good man. He has a lovely mother who's here with him. And, uh, you know, she's just assaulted the earth. She really deserves a lot of credit as well. So I definitely want to, you know, give your mom the credit. She's a great person. But, uh, you know, you know who else is a great person is uh, Primetime 99, right? Me? No, I'm kidding. I'm not as good as Corey. But if you want to support me, if you do like me, be sure to subscribe to Primetime with Alex Stein on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your freaking podcast. And when you do... Please just leave me a review. Give me five stars. Give me one star. I don't care. You just come on down. Leave me a review. I'm Primetime99 trying to make a dollar out of 15 cents. So when you download my podcast, say something. If you listen to it, let me hear some feedback. Because let me tell you something. I'm going to read every single one of those comments. And if they're good, they're bad, they're ugly, they might get played on the show in a future segment. So go out there. Please go give it a review. Please go give it a listen. Because we've got to spread this good vibrational energy. Corey's bringing all the good energy, Corey. We've got, got to let the people hear it. Because they want that good energy. So, Corey, tell me this. Are you into conspiracies at all? Uh... Not really. Uh, really. A little. Well, I, mean, I got to teach you a little bit about it. But I'm okay. saying there's a big conspiracy, and you talk about this a lot. This oh. is before we get to our next guest. Is what they want to do, Corey, and they do this to young people. And this is one of the biggest problems in society. Is they want to make young people, people of all ages, feel like they're insignificant. They want to make you feel like you're just some sort of cosmic accident, and everything started with the Big Bang, and that some primordial soup got struck by lightning, and that you evolved from pond scum. And they tell you with all this science mumbo-jumbo because they want to hide the Creator. They don't want you to know about God. So Mm -hmm. tell the people, why do they hide God so much? Why is it so important? And do you think that that's the case? Do you think that they're hiding the existence of God, in your opinion? Well, everything starts with Him. So when I see different stuff like that, a lot of people... Or look what scientists are doing. Like, no, everything starts off with God. That's what I'm saying. Everything. But see, these people worship science like that is God. Have you noticed that, Corey, though? I see it. I do see it a lot. And don't you think that's a big problem, personally? Real big problem. So how do we get people more connected to God, in your opinion? Well, they got to get right with themselves first. So it's looking at the man in the mirror. That's the most important person? They got to get right with themselves first and find God. Well, I mean, God... And get to know him as well. And God has made a lot of miracles because, uh, Corey... Tell me, is it a miracle that you're even here with us right now? A true blessing, I'm here. That's what I'm saying. I'm and, thankful. And this is what other people don't realize. That at one point, for us to be here, we had 8,000 grandparents that all had to make love. I'm just saying it goes back and back and back. Mm-hmm. So just the sheer fact that one of our grandparents didn't die during childbirth and that other grandparent was born, we won the lottery of life. So I really want to get that through to people's heads, that there's always an excuse to be sad, but be like Corey. Find a way Find a way. And our next guest uh, we welcome on is, you know, just completely rude. She's classless. She's a science-denying individual. She was rude <laughs> to my personal hero, Dr. Fauci, who has saved millions of lives with his gain-of-function research in China that he definitely did not directly fund. Please welcome on Melissa Lively. Now, Melissa, here's the photo that's, uh, you know, putting the world on fire. Your picture flicking off Anthony Fauci. And I, I want to ask you, where do you get the nerve? 
Where do I get the nerve? Well, how much time do you have? I got a lot. We got 29 minutes or 26 minutes, excuse me. That's how much time you got. Where do I get the nerve? You know, I was just telling him he's number one. I was just giving him the one finger salute. I mean, he has just done so much for this country. I mean, he's gotten us so much closer to communism. So that's something, right? No, that is good. And let me tell you something. When you gave him that finger, I was so mad. But tell me, how did you do it? How did it go down? How did you get, you know, the, the, the you know, what is it, the widow maker, Anthony Fauci himself to take a picture? Because I'm sure he was, were you the only person that wanted to take a picture with him at that nice restaurant? I was actually the only person that wanted to take a picture with him at the nice restaurant. Um, but, you know, a lot of people have asked me, they're like, you know, would you have taken a picture with a mafia boss, a serial killer, Jack Kaczynski, Jack Kevorkian? Like, would you take a picture with any of those prolific ser- serial killers? And, you know, probably not. But this one, this one was super special because it's not every day that you get the chance to take a picture with the second coming of Joseph Mengele. You know, he's a personal, as, as somebody whose family survived the Holocaust, that is a sighting that, let me tell you, I mean, I, I had, I had to have a moment with that man. So, you know, I saw him, I was, you know, at this restaurant in DC, uh, definite hotspot. I mean, it's not like the guy's laying low. I mean, he talks a lot of shit for, excuse me, I'm not even allowed to say that. For, You're allowed uh, to say people, it. I'll allow people, it. People, people, people uh, hunting him down and, and, and ruining his, his private time and his, his peace. Well, you don't go to the hottest restaurant in DC where like literally every politician and every, everybody is there. Oh, total who's who. And just parade through the place thinking that um, you're, somebody's not going to spot you. So I get up. You know, I've worked in PR for 20 years, so I kind of know how to handle royal douchebags. Mm-hmm. And um, I walk up to the guy and I say, Dr. Fauci, is that you? Oh, my God. I am your absolute biggest fan. My life would be changed forever uh, if you would just allow me the the opportunity just to get a, a quick photo with you. And of course he obliged and he just was just, you know, just beaming ear to ear. And, um, yeah, the rest was history. Well, Melissa, you're a very gorgeous, very beautiful woman. So I'm saying, did he hit on you? Did you get any sexual energy from Dr. Fauci? You know, I, I don't know. I always thought he was a eunuch. I didn't even know if he had genitals, <laughs> but did you get the impression that he did have genitalia and was he interested in you and maybe, maybe a more, you know, uh, more than friends type of relationship. This. <laughs> Don't laugh. Answer the question. Don't laugh. Okay, I'm a little embarrassed, but like the sexual energy between me and Dr. Fauci was undeniable. Like it was so. Admit <laughs> it. Admit it. No, you were turned on a little bit when you saw him a little bit. You're like, this guy is a, is a beast. I know you're oh a little hot God. and bothered. I, this guy just was, it was just so hot. Like the fact that he created gain of function research. Wait, 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 Melissa, let me cut you off. What about, did you ask him about how he helped the whole gay community with giving them AZT? AZT? That's really great. Yes. So hot. I mean, that whole thing with the, with the AZT, the fact that he killed like all of the fashion designers I love. (laughs) Yeah. All the artists that I love. I mean, nothing is sexier than a man with a with a kill switch. And Melissa, did you did uh, was he with Sam Britton? Did anybody steal your luggage? Because I know you were traveling there. Did you make it back to D.C. or did you make it back home with your luggage? Did it get stolen while you're at the D.C. airport you know, from Sam Britton? That, funny you should say that because I set my purse down for five seconds to make a phone call in the airport in Phoenix. And I go to look for my Chanel purse and it's gone. And I'm like, oh my God, somebody needs to page Sam Britton and see, because you know, you know how he works, right? Like he sees like a cute girl who's like, has a cute outfit on. And then it's like a moth to a flame with the luggage. So I was shocked. I actually got my bag back, which I was happy about, but that's what everybody has been asking me is Sam Britton in Phoenix. Is there another opportunity for a big celebrity sighting with Sam Britton in Phoenix for some reason? But I don't think so. Well, just we'll just keep our fingers crossed. Okay, so it's true. Uh, uh, Jimmy told me, and I saw this online. Now you're selling autographed pictures of you and Tony Fauci. I hear this is a, a hot commodity on the internet. So tell me this: what this? What kind of weird weird world do we live in? Where now there's a whole economy. No, show the picture, please. Now there's a whole economy of people that want this picture. I love it. So so tell them how can they get the picture? How can they support you? 
Looking okay, good, Melissa. So, um, first of all, let me, you know how, you know, when you know somebody's like a really good salesperson, I mean, these, these bad boys sell themselves, but it's the best $5 that you'll ever spend. Smiles are guaranteed or money back offer. Oh, I love that. You're giving a money back guarantee and I don't even money give that. This, this will make you smile for not only, not only now, but for uh, years to come. In I, fact, there's people who are going to frame it, put it up in their business. They're going to put it up in their living room. They're going to put it at the at the chair. The doctor's the, office. They're going to put it at the doctor's yeah. office. Oh okay. yeah, but, yeah. It's Christmas card, what wallpaper, you name it. Melissa, did you say where do we get that picture? How do how do the people get it if they want to get one? So go to so and this is like I'm not built to sell a five dollar items uh, at this time. So go to my Instagram. There's a post that gives the instructions. Basically, what you're going to do is you're going to uh, email my PR assistant Giselle and uh, shoot us five five large on Venmo, and then uh, we will package one up to you. I'm going to autograph it for you, um, and then you will have your very own Fauci gram. Well, I love it. I think we all need to go out there and uh, support you, Melissa. But but before you go, we have one last little thing, guys. We're going to settle this once and for all. I, I, a lot of people, the, the, I notice the ratings go up when I have like a beautiful lady on. But I personally believe that men are just as beautiful as women and that you could almost argue that uh, it's almost more important to celebrate a man's beauty than a woman's because women's beauty is always celebrated. And as a non-binary icon, I think we should celebrate our side more, but, but I want to put it to the test and, and I want to see you guys, I want to see what is more marketable, a hot babe or a hot guy. So on blazetv.com, we have two promo codes. That's right. The first promo code is called sexy Stein. And the second promo code is sexy Fauci. Now, what we're going to do is we're going to show both graphics with both chroma, with both promo codes. I can't even speak. And for me, if you think I'm the sexy one, I want you to use the promo code Sexy Stein when you sign up. If you think Melissa is the sexy one, I want you to use Sexy Fauci. So please put the graphic up, JVT. So, so this is Sexy Prime. <laughs> this is Sexy Stein. You put this as Sexy Stein when you go to blazetv.com slash primetime. Or if you think Melissa is the sexier queen, you're going to type in Sexy Fauci as your promo code. If you want to participate, we will give you the results. Maybe not tomorrow. Maybe because it will let it play a little bit, you know, get some reruns. But we'll tell you later this week who sold more subscriptions. Is it the hot babe in a thong or the hot dude with the dong? So we want you to go out and support the Blaze TV. And I want you to support Melissa. I want you to support me because, you know, we got to pay the bills. But before you go, Melissa, you and I have been able to become friends and you really went viral. I remember we first met is you went into Target at the beginning of the pandemic, just like me. I went into Target and I wore a weird mask. So tell me, what is it like? What's the difference between this viral moment and your original viral moment? Um, this one is working out a whole lot better for me. I mean, my phone has been off the hook ringing with people who want to hire me for PR, which is fantastic. Awesome. Um, and I've been called a national hero, a national treasure. I should have monuments erected in my name. I mean, I am absolutely living my best life. And people are making the funniest memes of me that I have ever seen. I have not stopped laughing since this happened on Friday. And I don't think that I will for a very long time. No, the meme war is, I think, the most effective thing in this weird culture war that we're having. It's like these funny pictures. You know what I say? They say a picture says a thousand words. That's, a, that's the case. A picture does... Uh, a lot more than, you know, just a few words on a piece of paper. So tell this, what's the future for Melissa? I know you and I, hopefully we'll be able to get you down in studio. We'll be able to do some bits. So kind of tell us, like, what is the future? I know you're selling some photos. You guys can go support. But how else are you going to make a freaking difference, Melissa, other than just giving Dr. Well, Fauci the finger? Well, there is this crazy rumor going around that I am on the short list for... Trump's press secretary, should he be elected in 2024? Let's go, Melissa. He needs a hot babe yep. like you. Are you going to show cleavage? Are you going to show oh, cleavage? Me, that's that's my that's the my first day on the podium. You're going to see me in one of those bikini suits. That's what so. I'm saying. If you put on one of those Turks and Caicos bikinis, <laughs> I'm going to listen to whatever you're going to say. If you tell me to get vaccinated, I'll get back. Look at that. If you put that on and you do some press secretary work, Every I'm day. listening. I'm dialed in. I'm giving you 100 percent of my attention because you deserve it with a body banging like that. And Melissa, how do you stay in such great shape? What What is your uh, exercise and diet routine like? Because I know you're eating with Dr. Fauci. I'm guessing that was a high 
caloric meal. So tell us, how do you stay in such great shape? Well, you know, I run every day. I, I have to get 10,000 steps in every single day. I actually eat pretty light during the week, um, but I do have to go out to dinner a lot with clients. I, I own two PR firms, one lifestyle and one America First businesses and brands. So it keeps me extremely busy. But listen, um, hi, um, I'm a feminist that knows that sex sells. And it's the reason why, of course, you know, people like to have me around. I'm, I'm smart as a whip. I'm good at what I do, but I'm also nice to look at. I'm not an idiot. So, um, yeah. Hey, I mean, just Alex, Melissa, I got to interrupt you. Um, I'm looking through the live chat. Um, pretty shocking results. Um, people keep commenting dong, 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 dong. So Alex is in the lead. I'm right in the now. lead. So I think we actually just dismantled the matriarchy. I'm pretty shocked. Perfect. I'm as shocked as you are. You, no, no, this, Melissa, we finally achieved equality. Let, let me say something. You can never go wrong when you <laughs> vote for the dong. I always vote. say that. No, you're never wrong when you go with the dong. So tell us, have you been getting any unsolicited dong pictures yourself, Melissa? Have you been, have, have the men been sending you, you know, uh, unsolicited messages now that you're a viral sensation? Oh, you know what? I've received uh, marriage proposals. I've been offered... Uh, uh, my own uh, condo in Palm Beach. Like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's really, um, you know, I'm, I'm all about flipping, you know, what, what can I, what can I flip to get something else? So, I mean, <laughs> I say, bring, bring me your be be best and final offer. And I will, I will certainly consider all of them. Well, let me tell you what my offer is. That's the two for 20 combo at Chili's. We're going to go there. You can get the chicken fried steak. I can get a cheeseburger and we're going to get endless chips and salsa. So Melissa, when you come to Texas, Chips and salsa on me. And guys, thank you so much for using that code. Sexy sign or sexy Fauci. You guys can support me. You can support Melissa by going and getting a photo or signing up at blazetv.com slash prime time and showing Melissa that the gender wage gap of sexuality, who's more sexy, you can never go wrong when you vote for the dong. All right, Melissa, tell, tell them what's the last thing you got to say before you go. Uh, primetime Melissa Ryan 99 on the ground all the time. Primetime Melissa Ryan. Wow, she's doing the right one. That's awesome. We haven't had a guest do the freestyle rap. Oh my gosh. Melissa, you are the best. Have a good evening. Make sure to go and support. Tell them what's your Instagram before you go. So we had it on the screen, but so they can see it again. At Melissa Ryan Lively. Follow, like, and watch my stories. My stories are the best freaking part of everybody's day. Trust me. Watch so my story. And trust me, these stories are good. You're going to get the bikini. You're going to get the thong. You're going to get the cleavage. You're going to get and no, I, not a lot of bending over. You need to probably do that more, but a lot, okay. you get a lot of, you get a lot of great content for free. There's no OnlyFans. There's no nothing. There's no strings attached. And that's what I love no about you, Melissa. No strings attached. 399 all the time on the grind, Melissa Ryan. That's right. You're the best. All right, Melissa. Talk to you soon. Have a lovely evening. Stay beautiful, darling. I know you will. Keep with that fitness and exercise. It's definitely working, sweetheart. All right. <laughs> Guys, now we got the freaking every we've had all the appetizers. We've had Gordon Chang on. We've had Melissa. She's out there giving, you know, Dr. Fauci the finger. But Corey, you are the real entree. You are the one that I really want to try to highlight this evening because I'm telling you, I don't want to keep it sounding like a broken record. I know it sounds like a broken record, but sometimes the only way to get it through your thick skull is through repetition. That's what they say. That's what they use. Literally. Safe and effective, blah, 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 blah. They just repeat crap. So that's what I'm doing. I'm using the same methods that these freaks in the mainstream media use. And that's why I want you guys to know you got to find a way. Corey always finds a way. So tell them, how did you develop the slogan and what does find a way mean to you, Corey? In 2009, I was laying in a hospital bed and uh, ex-athletic director of the Soto High School, uh, Miss Pam DeBoard used to come in the hospital. Corey, how you gonna get this done? Corey, how you gonna do this? I said, well, Miss Pam, I'm gonna find a way how to do it. Uh -huh. So she started to put my name on them, football number, and find a way on them. So whatever you go through in life, you have a hard time, you struggle with, no matter what it is, we all gonna go through something, you find a way to get through it, no matter how hard it is. Cause it's gonna be tough and it's gonna be rough, but tough times don't last long, tough people do. See, that's what you got to get instilled in your brain. Tough times don't last, tough people do. So I kind of just take us back. You're a young man in DeSoto playing football. What position were you playing? Cornerback. And this was on a special teams play, is that correct? Can you describe what happened, what the play happened? Well, I was having a good practice, and I remember telling the coach, 
one more play, one more play. I was on defense. We was going against each other. So it was on offense versus defense. Yeah. And uh, I was playing cornerback. And as soon as the receiver caught the ball, I had my head down just a little too low, like above, uh, below his chest. As soon as I made the hit, I couldn't move nothing from my neck all the way down to my feet. And what happened? So then they ran on the field. You're there. What do you remember? Did, did you did you get a concussion, or, or do you remember? Do you remember the hit? Do you remember being on the ground? My first words were, "God be with me. God be with me." Twice. Wow. Those are the first words I said. So you were able to speak. I was able to speak. Able to call my mom, ask for my mom number, and and I kind of knew what time she got off work. Cause like around you know, about five thirty. And does your mom want to come on? Does your mom want to be on the show? Come here, mom. Come on. You want to come here and say, "Come on, mom." Come on, let's say, I, I want you to come on the show real quick. We want to give your mom come a little on. credit. Of course. And, and uh, uh, because, listen, the, the audience needs to know, guys, I'm not going to try to just beat this in your head, but we have to have a positive outlook in life. I talk about it all the time. It's called vibrational energy. You can either be low vibrational or high vibrational. And you are high vibrational, Corey. And that's why I just really respect you. That's why I'm trying to clean off the set. But come here, Mom. I want you to, I want to celebrate, Mom. Let me give you a hug. Come on, sit down. This is the real MVP right here. Miss yes, Borner, sit right here if you don't mind. Let me clean it off. So tell us, what is it like being Corey's mom? Yeah, we need this mic. What's it like? Uh, here, I'll hold it for you. What's it like being Corey's mom? Oh, it's great. I mean, he's a young, a good young man and real positive and... We have a good relationship, real close, spend a lot of time together. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know it's tough. So tell us, though, how do you stay positive? Because you, you, you can have every excuse to be a victim as well. Yeah, well, I stay positive with him and um, just trying to just make it every day, you know, and uh, just having faith in God and praying a lot. And, you know, that's about it. Just kind of saying, focusing on him. No, and I really love it because, like I said, it's all about that good vibrational energy. And as soon as y'all came to the studio, I could just feel it. And I think that that is magnetic. You know, you spread that energy. And so do people say that? What is it like when you meet all these celebrities that want to meet Corey? Is that kind of surreal? Does that feel weird? Almost fake? Kind of? No, I kind of got used to it. You got now. used to it. Okay, now you got used Because you guys hang out with yeah, everybody, T.I. I'm saying yeah. this is why, because when somebody called me The Rock, uh, he just got a call from The Rock. If somebody said, oh, this is Dwayne Johnson, I'd say, hang up. Yeah, right. You're prank calling me. But I guess none of Nobody's prank calling y'all. No, I talk to a lot of them and, you know, we FaceTime and you get a chance yes. to meet them and stuff. So it's been going on since 2009. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm pretty used to it right now. And, and I, got, I got a question for Corey. Mm. Football is such a dangerous sport. You see all these yes. young men now, even these ex-NFL players have Hall of Fame careers, but then they have mental health damage for the rest of their life. What do you think about football safety? Well, you get all types of injuries with football. It's a physical sport. Yeah. So, I mean, just be careful when you do play. You know, you give it your all and you you want to, you know, be the best you can be, but also be careful because, yeah, a lot of older players will have, you know, problems still. They'll tell you. And um, just don't be, don't be fear, don't be scared, but uh, love the game and enjoy it, but also top, be careful. Okay, I want the truth, Mom. I want you to tell me that God's honest truth. Corey's a very handsome young man. I know the women are all over him. I know that. <laughs> So tell me, how do you deal with all the women that are trying to get, you know they're in his DMs, I know they are. I'm just saying, how do you knock off all those women trying to, you know they're trying to pull something on them? Well, he knows, uh, you know, he knows who to pick and date or whatever, so. Because Corey's a good looking young yeah, man, yeah. I'm just telling you, there's and, uh, a lot of ladies to be lucky to date Corey. And, and so he's going to choose somebody that's kind of like mom. But has he brought one back? He said, no, Corey, she's no good, she's bad. I know you had to, somebody had to come <laughs> well, in there I'm jacking just her asking, where did you, where'd you meet where'd her? You meet her where did you meet her at? Where did you meet her at, Corey? That's exactly what she gonna say. That's what I, I say. I hope you didn't meet her online in oh, one of those no, weird no. chat rooms, Corey, I, need to I meet swear. Her. I need to meet her in person. In person, yes, yeah. yeah. so I do ask that, but did she go to school with you? No, I said, where'd you meet her at there? You know. You gotta be but, careful, Corey, because they be try careful. to do something. Now that you're a big time celebrity, you know, they, they really <laughs> want to get off that clout. I'm telling you, the clout yeah. is a big thing, and you got a big Instagram page, you got a big yeah. social media following. I do. Because you are such a positive person. That's why all these celebrities, that's why I'm over here so happy to be friends with you. I just want to know you, you, Corey. And so I can only imagine these women, they're like, oh, wow, I want to go hang out with him. He hangs out with all the celebrities. He hangs out. And I know there's a woman that'll like you for you. I'm saying you got to be course. careful because mm -hmm. some, some of these women are just playing games. Oh, come on here. Come on, Nevada. Nevada you want to come here? 
So this is Corey's cousin. My niece. My niece. niece. This is a niece. Oh, little niece. And and honestly, we're about to kick her out because she's eating about six Snickers bars. (laughs) You know, those are Glenn Beck Snickers bars. Did you know that? She ate six of them. You're not going to go into a diabetic coma, are you? No. Are you okay? Do you know who Glenn Beck is? No. Well... (laughs) He's he's a really popular guy. So what do you think about what do you think about Corey? Corey's a pretty cool guy, isn't he? He's really a cool uncle. He oh. is a cool uncle. So what do you think about the blimp? Do you like being on a blimp right now? Uh yes. Is it a cool? Mm-hmm. And so tell the people at home what do you what do you think about the set and all the studio hanging out so far? Good. She likes it! Good! See, we're the whole Borner family. I love it. We got it all. See, and that's what this show is about. It's about family. It's about helping out the people we love the most. And I'm just so happy that you have such a strong mom. And I'm so happy that... I mean, this isn't just a happy episode, but I just, this is a positive one. I talk about a lot of crazy stuff and I I try not to be so negative because it's so easy to constantly be negative. It's so easy to spread hate. It's so easy to be divided. So personally, you know, what do you think? Why do you think the world is so divided right now? Well, being negative, um... A lot of people not having the laughter in their life. You got to laugh. Like Jim Carrey. He said, and Corey said the nicest thing ever. He said, Alex, you remind me of Jim Carrey. I said, ah, he's my hero. You do, I love man. that. You do. You do. And, wow. Uh, and uh, what you do is amazing. Uh, it keeps me laughing and going, keep my spirits high. Because laughter keep, is good for the soul. You ever heard that before? Of course. Yeah, yeah I think it that's is. obvious. We got to have laughter, especially mm-hmm. now because we're so freaking, you know, worried about this. I call mm-hmm. it trauma-based mind control. You turn on the news. You know, make yourself at home. Go play with the buttons. We can do whatever we want here. Uh, <laughs> but I'm saying, you know, you look at the TV and every single thing on it is negative, is bad. So I just want to say I want to try to package your positivity and sell it. If I could sell that, it would sell more than crack, heroin, fentanyl, everything. I swear, it'd be the most popular drug in the world if I could just sell your positive energy, if I could bottle it up. So Corey, they always ask you, Alex, well, you always talk about the problems, but you don't ever give solutions. So, you know, what are some ideas? And I know you don't have the answer to all the solutions, but what are some of the solutions to fix the world, in your opinion? Well, prayer for number one. Prayer. Um, that's the best way, and um, just isolate yourself from negativity. You know, you get more positive when you're around positive outlooks and people. That's why so, you got to watch out for those nappy-headed women. They come in there. Yeah, all, they're right. You know, I know. They and then all. they're doing so too, and they're showing skin. You saw Melissa, <laughs> and you saw her, but you saw that woman last girl on the show. She came all up to nice to Dr. Fauci. Oh, I love you, Dr. Fauci. Then gave him the bird. Trust me, they got that in reverse. They'll do that to you, Corey. Oh, I like you, Corey. Oh, let me take a picture. And then they steal your wallet. So be careful. I've had my wallet stolen a lot of times. Uh, wow. Yeah, I mean, I'm telling you, I do a lot of crazy stuff. I'm in a lot of crazy places. I've been mm. a victim. Oh, what do, you, what do you think about this, Corey? Before we go, the show's almost over. I just thank y'all so much for being here. We only got a few minutes Thanks left. But tell us, what do you think about all that transgenderism stuff? You know how now all these young kids and transgender, and you know, what do you think that all of that? Don't you think that's kind of unusual in this day and age? Yeah, it's real unusual. You see it more than, <laughs> more than you used to now these days. It's... it's, it's it's shocking. It is shocking. It is capital S. Capital S shocking. It's like I listen. I always say there's two genders, boy and girl, but now they got 25 genders. I think it's going a little insane for the Ukraine. But what is not insane for the Ukraine is prime time with Alex Stein, guys. I just want to tell y'all if you guys want to support the show, please like, subscribe, hit that like button, guys. I need your support so we can have people like Corey on. We can have Corey's mother. So Corey's, you know, can come here and spread that good energy. We Thank can't you. do it without y'all. It's so, so important that you support us. And Corey, tell them before we go, how can the people support you? Uh, you can go on uh, my Instagram, Corey Born 24 Twitter too. Here, Corey, right here. Look at this one so they can see you good. Okay, tell them. There we tell, go. Okay, so at Corey Borner and tell them where they can find you. Oh, Instagram, Corey Born 24 and my Twitter, LaCorey underscore Trill. And also go on my Instagram and support Find A Way Foundation for people with disabilities. I love to help others, that, not just football, but all types of disabilities. I love it. All right, guys, we end the show every way. We end it with that freestyle finale. So, DJ, hit that beat for me. Yo, I am number nine and a half. And I always bad in the shaft. Got my boy Corey sitting in.
the chair. High on life, and you know we don't care. We don't have one single fear. We're gonna win, even if we're in a chair. Do it all day. You know we got mom. We're playing video games like it's all Donkey Kong. We winning every day. Vaccinate everyone, and we got Nevaeh sitting in the chair. Have no fear. We like Nevaeh. Having so much fun. We don't care if you got a gun. We love the Second Amendment. We want to keep you safe. Don't do fentanyl. Go support Corey. Go support the family. We love you. Good night.